Welcome back to the 13th Destiny Podcast with Magnum. I am your host, James Magnum Cook, and it is great to finally be back. We had originally planned to start uh, Season 3 a little earlier this year, but uh, we had some delays. Uh, I was dealing with some other stuff and also some travel I did as well. Uh, which part of tonight I'll also talk about some of the travels I did. And we're going to have a very interesting story that was uh, given to me by a very good friend of mine out in Arizona. Uh, something I didn't even know about, um, um, about this raccoon, uh, Arizona. But uh, she has a personal story that uh, she has shared with me and has uh, given me permission to use that story tonight. And as you know, I always love a good story, whether they're ones that I know personally or ones that are relayed to me by other people. So, anyway, also, uh, before we get going on the show tonight, uh, I'm going to talk about uh, Jay Farrell Photography down in Nashville, Tennessee. As many of you know, uh, he's really one of my best friends, but kind of like more like a brother to me. Um, and uh, we did, uh, as you know, he was on the pilot show for his uh, documentary, Wedding Photography, and uh, went down to him not too long ago and used the pot of cast equipment to uh, record some stuff for his documentary wedding photography course that he is doing online for photographers. Uh, there'll be a link involved tonight. Uh, well, whenever I get the show up, should be either tonight or tomorrow. Uh, tonight's Wednesday, Thursday will be the um, will be the deadline, and uh, I'm trying to beat that as possible. Uh, I kind of gotten this point where I'm just kind of making deadlines on myself so I can make things get done. Um, I think that's the way the old reporters used to actually do things back in the old days. Um, so anyway, we got that, and uh, I'll be putting a link on about that. It's uh, it's pretty cool if you're a photographer and you, if you've ever listened about the documentary wedding photography, it's a totally different style. It was very popular over in Europe, and it's uh, started to get some popularity here in the United States. And Jay has been doing it for quite some time now, um, and out of the Nashville, Tennessee area. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so anyway. We got that out of the way, and so uh, I will put a link there But Jay, because Jay was on the pilot show, as many of you who have followed the show know. Uh, I also want to talk about a couple other things. Uh, on my travels, uh, I had not gotten a chance to talk about this. I wanted to talk about this sooner, uh, but the front porch over in Marion, Kentucky, please check that out. I did write up my trip advisor, a nice thing about them already. Uh, very wonderful place. Uh, just had a great time there, great atmosphere. Uh, very family oriented. Um, the uh, one of the co-owners posed with me. Uh, had a great server. Um, to only be fourteen in her first job, she did a great job. It's on my trip advisor as well. So uh, you know, I did. I, I actually, this is one of the places I actually went and chose to go to to check it out because, uh, as many of you know, like I do write on the trip advisor stuff for travel, things like that, outside of the other stuff I do for the podcast, even though it's made itself into the podcast, and originally we were supposed to be kind of a different aspect, and which we were trying to get back to that as well. But, you know, I kind of enjoy just interviewing anybody or doing or talking any stories. But tonight we will have a, we're going to have a ghost story on tonight, which goes along with the paranormal stuff. So that'll be cool. Um, 
So uh, anyway, as we move on, uh, I see. Uh, so we got the front porch stuff out of the way. We've got Jay's stuff out of the way. I um, also want to tell you about uh, another person that I'm going to mention tonight. She's a friend of mine on Facebook, and she is also a public figure as well. Uh, I don't know if you've ever followed this. Uh, her, her name is Rachel Roberts. Uh, she is absolutely adorable. I mean, she is. She really is. And she's fun. Uh, if you've never followed Rachel Roberts' recipes or stuff like that, uh, please do. Uh, Rachel is uh, really, really, really incredible. Um, and uh, so follow her stuff. And uh, she's got a podcast. And uh, she has a bunch of other stuff. But you can also follow her on Facebook. Uh, she has, does a lot of cool Facebook Lives. And just a funny... I mean, she just she is so funny. I, I have a kick out of her. Uh, but anyway, she is a friend. Uh, but I also follow her stuff. And I'm actually going to... I didn't tell her this. I will tell her later. I'm actually going to link up some of her stuff, too, uh, so you can check her out. But Because she is super cool, and we did become friends. And uh, uh, so uh, I just... Uh, I, have a, I have a lot of people that are in either in the entertainment industry in general or uh, some other stuff related to the show. Uh, and not related to the show as well, uh, that are friends and public figures both. So uh, so I will definitely let you check that out. Uh, we'll put the links up for Rachel Roberts. Uh, so she's pretty cool. Uh, and now i got to admit, she's extremely funny. She is she is an absolute right. She has a another thing called Coffee Talk. If you do, you've got to check out the Coffee Talk on the live. So uh, that's pretty, that is very, very fun with her. Um, so we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, let's see, what else? Oh, and by the way, I've never met Rachel in person. I hope to meet Rachel in person one day because she is so cool just on the... Uh, but we did become friends on Facebook, and it's and it's pretty cool. I have some other like that, but uh, had a re- <laughs> I just have a lot of fun watching her stuff, so hope you will too. Um, so the next thing uh, to get out of the way... So now, as you know, I, I pick restaurants to go to and um, actually did reviews on. So this was a pleasant surprise. I did not intend to do any reviews on um, Captain D's in White House, Tennessee. Uh, I did not go there for that. My dad and I used to go there quite a bit when uh, I was taking my dad to the VA hospital, and we were coming back, and we would stop there. So, I mean, I, I had stopped there. But a lot of things have changed since the COVID days. There's a lot of staff changes. So it's a totally different, uh, I believe the New man, I believe the manager there right now is named Amber, if I remember correctly, and I apologize if I've got that wrong because, like I said, I did not go in with the intention of doing a review on them. And what happened? <laughs> this is this is what gets you know funny. Sometimes you just have things happen, um, and you go, "Wow, I wasn't even coming in here for that today." So I thought that was I thought that was excuse me I thought that was funny that this happens, and I apologize if that we have a drag here on the. Uh, I don't know what just happened. I'm trying to get something uh, at the same time that I'm talking to you guys, and I just do not know what it's doing. Okay. Um, so anyway, so um, unlike the front porch uh, that I, you know, picked out to go to, who I mean, I just was uh, doing my taxes and decided to uh, stop in on this place, and uh, so I did, and uh, had a had a pleasant surprise because I was not prepared for what was about to happen. So, um, anyway, I went in and, uh, it was an, it was an interesting situation because, uh, like I said, I wasn't going in to do any kind of review for TripAdvisor or anything like I've done in the past. And, um, 
so I went in here and uh, I just ordered and uh, and it was just because of the service I would get that I'm going to say anything about this at all. Um, and um, I literally, I literally, like I said, I wasn't going in to review this, and I, I guess I, I guess I was pleasantly surprised in more ways than one. You know that this would happen like this when I wasn't trying to review something, and um, oh, while I'm also while I'm doing this, I'm also trying to um, get the owner of the uh, front porch. We posed together. Uh, her name, uh, well, she's actually calling her and her fiance. Uh, she is uh, Katie Wheeler. So her name is Katie Wheeler, and the server was Savannah. That's the 14 year old who is just absolutely wonderful person, and uh, I really enjoyed that. Um, so anyway, so. Um, so I go in there, and uh, like I said, I just paid my taxes. Uh, that's what this was all about. I went in there, and I would got all that done, and so I just decided to eat there. You know, I was just going to do a quick eat there and go on. I wasn't going to do a review or anything of this place. And this is why I, I enjoy when I have something happening out of left field, and it's something related to something that I might do, but I'm not expecting it. So it's, so it's kind of fun. I mean, when I do pick a place, and I, trust me, I love going to the front porch. I picked it. But uh, and when I don't pick something, just I just need, and something happens at very very good customer service. Of course, I'm going to talk about it. So uh, anyway, uh, I was just carrying on a conversation with the you know in the front, you know, and we we're going on because I, as you know, I still do DoorDash. I still do other stuff. I just I mean I like the work. Don't get me wrong, you know. Uh, I enjoy the podcast. I enjoy doing other things, you know. And I I do enjoy having somewhat of a celebrity status, but I don't. It's not like it has to be something that I do every single day you know I just I mean I enjoy it don't get me wrong and the locals know that I'm going to do both things they, they've they known me for years they know I'm going to work they know I love to work so I just enjoy this stuff um, so here's the thing so I I'm just carrying on a conversation I had my stuff on I asked earlier in the day and I was like oh no I'm not here for that I'm actually here for myself I'm just going to eat and because I sat here paying my taxes and I'm going to go home and uh, so so we're carrying on, and I wanted, uh, and this, I got the fish, you know, and I wanted, uh, I wanted broccoli and uh, macaroni and cheese. These are the two sides that I wanted. Yeah, I know. Some people hate broccoli, but I'm okay with it. I kind of like it. Well, I have to tell a story about uh, my testosterone and something that happened to me when I was 27 one of these days. Plus, the locals already know this, but anyway, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, but anyway, um, well, I don't know if it's funny because I spent five weeks not being able to walk. But um, <laughs> it's funny these days when you think about what they gave you right after uh, right after the surgery. Um, so anyway, um, so I'm carrying on. So anyway, she, so this other girl brings me the plate out at the table. You know, this is how they do it, Captain D's. And, and uh, she said... Uh, she said broccoli and fries. I said no, it's actually broccoli. I said, but it's not a big deal. I said, Zach, you literally just said it's not a big deal. You know, I I wasn't going to be hurt either way. But she was like, no, no, no. I've got to go. I'm gonna make sure this is right. I'm gonna take it. And she said, keep the fries and uh, I'll go get the broccoli. Uh, excuse me, I'll go get the macaroni and cheese too. And I'm like, no, you don't have to do that. And she's like, oh no, no, I did. I mean, she went out of her way to make sure it was straightened out. I was like, wow. I was like, not expecting this kind of over the top customer service from this young girl. So, uh, so while I'm sitting there eating and all that and everything, so I finish up and I think, you know what? I'm like, I'm just going to ask to see a manager, you know, because I'm going to, you know. So <laughs> I got a kick out of this. I got a kick out of this because I used to be a manager in a restaurant. So, you know, I get it. I get it. 
So I asked the girls who had come out there and done that to, you know, serve me and everything. I asked her if I said, uh, hey, uh, can I see your manager? And she said, and I, talk, I said, it's nothing negative, nothing negative at all. I want to just talk to her about something. And uh, she said, oh, okay. So she goes back, and I can hear, of course, from uh, from the front counter. to, And she said, tells her that I wanted to see the manager. And uh, I heard her say, <laughs> I heard the manager say, and I laughed. <laughs> because I, I, don't, I don't think she meant for me to hear it, but it was funny. And she's like, what's wrong now? I said, well, he says nothing. And she said, well, I said, she comes out there, and I said, no, there's nothing wrong at all. And I told her about what I normally do and the reviews and stuff like that. And I said, look, I'm going to write you a review anyway. I wasn't coming in here for that, but I'm going to do that. And I'm going to talk about you on the podcast along with the other place I had recently uh, reviewed. Uh, But uh, anyway, they did a great service there. uh, So uh, I'm going to give them a five star uh, over there at White House, Tennessee for the Captain D's. Very excellent service there. Uh, And again, wasn't going in for that. Now... Okay, I think we've got most of the stuff out of the way for the things that I wanted to talk about prior to the ghost story tonight. Okay, this comes from my friend Michelle uh, about Dracoon, Arizona. Now, I uh, have since looked, looked some up stuff up on that place, and apparently some of the locals there even mentioned trains you know, whistling and stuff, and there's no train anywhere near the place. So, anyway, so apparently it does have some kind of activity. This had nothing to do with train. She did say that this had nothing to do with other stuff from there. Uh, her and a friend of hers was camping, uh, and she said we were camping uh, in an area a little farther away from uh, where this stu- other stuff happens. And uh, so uh, they were camping in that area. And, um, you know, Arizona is a very dry place to start with. And, you know, it's fairly dry out that area. So um, she... Uh, she and her friend, um, this is two females, by the way, um, but I wouldn't mess with them earlier. They're pretty badass, by, by the way. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, anyway, uh, so uh, they were there, and uh, they were just, you know, literally just camping there, you know, and then they told me later that they were just sitting around, and, uh, and of course, the, they were aware of part of this stuff over that we. I just mentioned that I had to go look up because she told me she said, "Well, look it up. There's some stuff that does happen in this area, uh, but not in the very not in the very exact area they were. Uh, I guess there's opposite areas, west, west, whatever, um, of that of that section of uh, Arizona, which I don't even know. If, I can't. I guess I'll have to look to see if I've actually even drove through there myself in that area. I'm not really sure that I have. I've been to Arizona several times, but I don't know that I've driven in that area. I'll have to look it up on a map. I, that part I didn't do. So anyway, so she tells me the story, and she said, uh, "She said, Magnum, I know that you like this stuff." So she said, "I'm going to tell you what happened." And uh, she said, "If you want to use it on the podcast that you have," uh, she said, "You're welcome to use it." And I said, "Okay." So anyway, so um, I'm going to try to relate the story the best I can. Uh, you know, I took some notes uh, when she was talking to me. Uh, hopefully, I can get it correct, man. She is the type that will probably tell me I got something wrong if I did it wrong, but I think I got pretty good notes. So um, anyway, so this was, uh, she said this was shortly after uh, the sun went down and, you know, you know, it was a little cooler, cooler. Of course, Arizona, man, you can be in the desert and it can freeze you at night, you know, out there uh, if you're not careful. But I mean, she lived out there for a little while and uh, her and her other friend was out there together and they were camping and uh, in that area and, uh, she told me, she said, 
you know, you always hear things at night. You know, she she told me, she said, you know, you're aware of that. And I said, yeah, I know that. I hear stuff all the time where I live at, you know, but it's not always necessarily paranormal or anything like that. And, uh, you know, it's usually animals, coyotes, and, you know, or deer. A deer recently, like, uh, came all the way up to my cabin and was rubbing on my cabin of all things. But anyway, um, that out of the way. So they're just sitting there and drinking some coffee of all things. So, which I thought was funny, drinking coffee in Arizona. But then again, it does get cold at night. So, she says, we're sitting there, and we hear the awfulest blood-screaming stuff like you. And we thought someone was in trouble. You know, that's what we thought. That's what she said we thought. And, uh, and uh, we're like, oh, that sounds horrible, right? So they think it's really, really nearby. And uh, he says, well, maybe we ought to check this out. By the way, these people are of a profession that they would not get in any trouble checking this out. In fact, I can't, I'm not allowed to tell you what they do. Um, I'm only allowed to tell you that they are in a profession that would be very um, response-oriented. I guess that's the best I can tell without telling what they do. Um, so anyway, they're just like, man, we need to check that out. That's just, I mean, it just sounds horrible. And of course, the other one, she said, well, I don't know, it might be, a, you know, it might just be an animal. She said, this is probably really, really bad. Okay, so they keep getting closer and closer and closer to this. As they, they went and took a little hike, you know, they decided to take a little hike to check this out. And, uh, she told me, she said, Magnum, you're not going to believe this. So we get in this area, which is probably maybe less than a half a mile from where we're camping, and you just hear this and hear this and hear it, and there's nothing but just this open space. There's nothing there, and it's just going off. And um, and she said to me, she said, this is one of those times where, you know, as tough as I am, she said, I actually got a little scared. And she said, I'm like, what is going on? This is crazy. And she said, of course, now I'd heard some of these other stories about this area, but this was a totally opposite of anything I had ever heard about for this area. And she said, it was one of the reasons I decided I would uh, share it with you because I know I've never heard of this. Maybe someone else has had this happen. So maybe someone who listens to the podcast can tell us whether or not this has ever happened. Uh, in that area, uh, I looked up a lot of stuff, couldn't find anything about this particular type of story. So, yeah, I was very intrigued and very uh, glad that she told it to me. So, anyway, so Michelle's telling me the story, and uh, I'm like, wow. I'm like, what? She said, it's open. There's nothing. And you just hear it and hear it, and it's echoing, and it's like, and it's like well, maybe it's coming from somewhere else. And so as we got a little closer and a little closer, it kept getting louder and louder. And it's just like it's just in the air. And she's like, this is cr-. she goes, this is crazy. So she turns to her other friend. She said, what is going on? She said, this is nuts. And um, I said to myself when she was telling me the story, I said, are you sure it wasn't an echo from somewhere else? I said, you're highly trained and I know that. I said, are you sure? And she said, I am absolutely positive. It was coming directly. So she gets closer and her friend gets closer. They literally are on top of this. There's nothing there. And these the screaming is just intensifying. And uh, she said it was literally like we were right in front of it. 
and there was nothing. She said, we see nothing. And it's just like the screams are just coming out of the air. She said, I've never experienced anything like that. And she said, it was just like, wow. And uh, her friend's like, we need to say something about this. She's like, no, we don't need to say anything about this. Of course, later she would, you know, and this has happened. I think she said this happened a couple of years back. So this has been a while since uh, this happened. But um, so she told me, she said, you know, and then all of a sudden, she said it literally was just like it was screaming in our face and there's nothing there. And then it stopped. It just stopped out of the blue. She said, she turns to her friend, she's like, that's creepy. That's very creepy. It was her words exactly, her words that she said she used. She said, let's just start walking back to the camp. So they start hiking back to the camp and these screams have stopped. There's nothing out there. Nothing's being out And she relays this to me about, she says, I don't even know if I want to even admit that this happened right now. It may take me some time to admit whatever just happened happened because I don't know what happened. And her friend's like, uh, I don't either. Um, so they go back to the camp and... Uh, they decide, you know, they're just gonna go. They're just gonna go to sleep. They're going to ignore it, and didn't think anything else of it. Now this is exactly what she said happened because I've taken the notes here. So she said it is probably somewhere between three and four o'clock in the morning, and uh, as a lot of people know, that's a very can be a very active time on a lot of stuff especially paranormal stuff like that that is, has been known and documented to be a very uh, a very uh, powerful time of the night or morning as well um, so they start hearing stuff outside like someone's walking around and she's like okay this isn't good so now these are people who are legally able to carry firearms so that kind of gives you kind of a hint about part of what they do without me telling them what you do because I kind of don't want to say exactly what they do so um, anyway so but they are legally allowed to carry them um, pretty much anywhere by the way anyway long story um, so she's just like is there somebody out there and she's like, it sounds like someone's walking around the camp outside. And she's like, okay, so this this whole this whole night's been strange already. So she says, okay, I'm gonna go out there. And her friend said, well, we're, well I'm not letting you go out there alone. I'm gonna go out there with you. They both go outside, and there's literally no one to be seen, nowhere. No one's to, no one's around. They see no one. And suddenly, it all stopped. When they, when they came out to try to confront whatever they thought was out there or a person or whatever, there's nobody out there. There's no movement. It's all stopped again, just like the screaming had stopped earlier in the night. So anyway, they said they went back and tried to sleep and everything. Finally got to sleep, and then, of course, they said the sun came up. You know, when the sun started coming up, you know, they, they were like, oh, yeah, we got to get it. But, you know, they, they said, you know, for all the things that we've done in tra- and all the training we've taken, that was just throwing us for a loop. And um, so she, they got up, got ready and everything. 
Here's the most interesting thing of all. I found this highly fascinating, the part that she's about to tell me next. So they've got this camper, and they're there. They, I should have mentioned that to start with. But, uh, you know, they had some, they had some stuff that was, uh, you know, uh, hanging on the camper. And uh, anyway, they go outside. Don't pay any attention at first. And a bunch of stuff that was hanging is just all laid out everywhere. And they're just like, okay, somebody's just messing. Had to be. But then later they said, but we never heard anybody touch the camper. We never heard anybody. We only heard someone we thought was out there. And then there was nothing, just like the screaming. And anyway, so this is the story she related to me. So it's a quick story tonight. Um, and that's all I have on that story. Um, if you know anything from that area and you're from that area or if you've ever heard of anything similar to that, please feel free to let me know. Um, this was basically a quick episode tonight to get everything back going for the, uh, this is the third season, uh, episode one, and I do appreciate it. It was a short story. Um, I wish there was more to the story. I'm sorry there's not. That's the best I've got from her. Uh, but that's, that's what she relayed to me, and I think it's, I think it's a cool story. You know, whether or not there's an explanation or not, that's, that's for someone to either tell me something, they've had something similar happen in that area, or that, Maybe someone was out there, and maybe there was something more to that. But um, anyway, like I said, when I tried to look this up uh, to see if anything, nothing was out there about that, So, uh, but there was a lot of other stuff and a lot of other activity. So it did kind of fascinate me that she told me the story and that, that maybe this was something that happened to somebody else, and maybe they just were afraid to tell it. Because uh, as you may remember, my West Coast co-host, uh, Daniel Long, told some and she was like, you know... She even mentioned, you know, back uh, at one point, there was a lot of people who were afraid to talk about any of this kind of stuff. And there's always somewhat of an explanation one way or the other. Um, whether or not it's true paranormal activity, don't know. Whether somebody was messing, uh, or whether something else was going on. Uh, but there was no evidence of that other than the next morning uh, of something that must have moved their stuff around. And literally, uh, one, of these, one of these was a bag and said the bag was just completely like unpacked hanging out there nothing that would attract anything animal wise or anything that was in it so it was just hanging there and i was like wow that's crazy you know i could understand if you were in an area with bears or stuff like that and you left because i have had that experience in my life um that happened to me in the sand de Crist range uh, back in 1985 um literally uh you had to put your packs up in the um, trees and stuff you know because you got bears in that area uh, you know, the Wranglers had made sure, and this is, and on this particular story, I remember what Teddy's like, it's about, uh, one o'clock in the morning, and there's a bear literally going around the tents, uh, outside. I think they were trying to get to the packs, because, and he said, I think I forgot my, t-. I said, oh, I, I hope you don't home in on that toothpaste, because he'd forgot to put his toothpaste in the pack, but it, it never did, so I think we got lucky on that one, maybe it was sealed, and maybe he just couldn't smell it, I don't know. But anyway, it never did. I think I think there was too much smell coming from the trees, from the packs that were in the trees, and he was trying to get into the tree. But the bear, literally, it was a moonlight night, and I still remember this to this day uh, because I rode horseback and ascended to Crystal Range in 1985 with Philmont Scout Ranch, and literally, I still remember it being a moonlit night, and I still remember that bear being out there going, and if that bear comes through, that we're in trouble. We are in some serious trouble. But anyway, I actually have some pretty fun stories from my uh, 
childhood growing up with the scouts and stuff uh, and being an Eagle Scout. But we'll, we'll pass that on to other stuff later on. Um, but anyway, so back to uh, her story. Her story was cool. And uh, just added it in there. And uh, hopefully we'll have some more cool stuff coming up soon. And I'm working on trying to get some guest shows up. Trying to do some things uh, with different guests, uh, rather than the paranormal, aviators, or stuff that I originally tried to do. Uh, also, maybe some local guests uh, from the Bowling Green, Kentucky area, where the podcast is broadcast out of, or produced out of, I guess I should say, since we don't really broadcast live. Um, but uh, anyway, so that's what I'm working on. I'm working on some of that stuff. And again, thank you for being here on the 13th Destiny Podcast. Please check out Jay Farrell's stuff. Please check out The Front Porch over Marion. Uh, Kentucky, please check out Captain D's down in White House, Tennessee, and please check out Rachel Roberts' recipes and her coffee talk and some other stuff. Uh, and her podcast, she's got quite a few things. I'll see what all I can link. Uh, I need to link Jay's stuff up, certainly because uh, we are on his um, on his documentary wedding photography course uh, on the audio part, talking uh, with each other, and he does mention the Thirteenth Destiny podcast. So, big thanks to Jay Farrell, and big thanks to all the fans out there for being here. Uh, It's great to be back. Hope to get some more episodes on soon. And uh, God bless all of you, and thank you for joining us here at the 13th Destiny Podcast with Magnum. And everyone have a great night. Thank you.